Ladies and gentlemen, the following segment of the podcast is presented exclusively by Hillsdale College. Now, in its 175th year, Hillsdale is a truly independent institution where learning is prized and intellectual enthusiasm is valued. Thank you for listening and my sincere appreciation to Hillsdale for their sponsorship. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, everybody. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. I want to salute the Republicans on the House Intelligence Committee. They really fought today. And they signed a letter read into the record by the ranking Republican on the committee calling for Schiff to step down. I want to salute Jody, I believe his name is Heiss, Republican from Georgia, who is demanding an investigation into Schiff, into his lies and his leaking. It's time to go on offense. At every one of these hearings, the Republicans should ask, where's Obama? Where's Hillary? Where are these people? Because they haven't left, ladies and gentlemen. Jim Comey's on the attack. Clapper's on the attack. Brennan's on the attack. They're all on the attack. These are the people who interfered with our election, ladies and gentlemen. They have more in common with Vladimir Putin and the Russians than anybody else. These are the people who interfered in our election. And now they interfered in the midterm election by launching this phony investigation over collusion. The greatest greatest fraud, the greatest political fraud ever perpetrated against the American people. And I want to read you a letter from Elijah Cummings, the Democrat from Baltimore. Baltimore is going to hell under the Democrats. Crime rates through the roof. Drug use through the roof. But that doesn't stop Elijah Cummings from focusing on everything but Baltimore. And what does Elijah Cummings want as the chairman of the Oversight and Reform Committee in the House of Representatives? He wants the president's financial records. So who does he write? The President of the United States? No. He writes his accounting firm. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? This is a fascist mentality. You have to file your taxes or you're going to prison. Form after form. If you got a lot of money and you have a complex business situation, you have to hire accountants. They put it together for you and you sign it. So the government gets this information. If you don't give them the information and the money, that is the shakedown, you're going to prison. Now, if you give them the information and members of Congress want to see the information, they can subpoena the records from your accountant. And how do the media report this? Congress demands Trump's tax records. That is a civil liberties violation, which has been going on and on and on the last two and a half years. No. 
as Congress wanting to do an inquiry into the president's financial situation. Here's part of the letter. It's a long letter. The committee is requesting documents related to services provided by your firm or its predecessor to Donald J. Trump and the Trump Organization. Now look at the fig leaf they use. In February 27, 2019, President's former attorney, Michael Cohen, testified before the committee that President Trump changed the estimated value of his assets and liabilities on financial statements prepared by your company, including inflating or deflating the value of assets depending on the purpose for which he intended to use the statements. So they're relying on a multi-confessed felon. Now, that aside, Congress isn't the IRS. Look at the dig into people's tax returns. Those tax returns are filed under secrecy and confidentiality. So they create this, this pretext. Some of the specific concerns raised by the financial statements that have been filed by the President of the United States, they say, Net worth in a nine-month period between June 20, 2012 and March 31, 2013, the value of the president's assets appear to have skyrocketed by $4.2 billion. By $4.2 billion. The bulk of this increase, $4 billion, is attributed to a single line item for brand value that was absent in the president's financial statements for 2011 or 2012. It's unclear how this item was valued why it was included in 2013, but not in prior years, and whether the president or someone else directed your firm to insert it. What in the hell does this have to do with anything? The IRS has this information. The president's under constant active audit by the IRS. What the hell does this have to do with anything? They obviously pulled in some of their own forensic accountants who are hardcore liberal Democrats and asked them to go over the publicly available information. And now all they do, hey, how did he do this? And how did he get that? And how did he do that? This is Congress. These are politicians. Next point, omission of Chicago and Las Vegas real estate assets and liabilities. These are allegations. Next, valuation of real estate licensing developments. Next, other liabilities. Next, interest rate from Deutsche Bank reduced. Next, non-interest-bearing membership deposits. Now, what do they want? To assist them, they say, in their review of the president's finances. Has this ever been done to another president? Did John Kennedy have to go through this? Lyndon Johnson? Oh, Lyndon Johnson. May I take a little side trip with you? As I was doing research for my new book, Lyndon Johnson came up a lot. How did Lyndon Johnson become a multimillionaire? How did he get a TV station in Austin, Texas? How did he get a radio station in Austin, Texas, which, by the way, will not run my show? How did they do that? Not only that, all the time he was a senator and president. How is it that the FCC would not approve any licenses for any TV competitors in Austin, Texas? Are you aware of that? But the license the Johnsons got for their TV and radio stations were worth millions and millions of dollars. And he never had to explain it. 
He never had to explain it. This is a man who was born dirt poor. He didn't get rich in the private sector. He got rich in government. How come he wasn't impeached? How come they didn't dig in? You understand? But let's go on. I'll tell you something else while we're going down memory lane here. Richard Nixon. What you're going to find out when you read Unfreedom of the Press is that Franklin Roosevelt used the IRS against his political opponents. I explained that to you. John Kennedy and Robert Kennedy used the IRS against their political opponents. Lyndon Johnson, more than anyone, used the IRS against his political opponents. And Richard Nixon did too, but not to the extent of Kennedy or Johnson. Not that that excuses, it certainly doesn't. And yet, one of the impeachment charges against Nixon was his use of the IRS. Why didn't the media report what was taking place? Let's pick John Kennedy as an example. You might say, well, they didn't know. As you will learn from my book, they did know. Ben Bradley knew. Ben Bradley knew, as a matter of fact, more. Ben Bradley got to see FBI files. That's right, Ben Bradley, who had then worked for Newsweek and eventually for the Washington Post. He knew that Kennedy was using FBI files. And he kept it secret. He kept it secret. As I will explain in detail and do in the book. But let's go back. Because they're very interested in Donald Trump's finances. He's a successful man. He's got complex business uh, activities going on. And they want to destroy him. With respect to Donald Trump comes the letter. And Donald Trump Revocable Trust, the Trump Organization, the Trump Organization LLC, the Trump Corporation, DJT Holdings LLC, the Trump Old Post Office LLC, the Trump Foundation, and any parent, subsidiary, affiliate, joint venture, predecessor, or successor of the foregoing. This is your Congress. They have absolutely no authority under Article 1 to do any of this. What do they want? Number one, all statements of financial condition, annual statements, periodic financial reports, and independent auditors' reports prepared, compiled, reviewed, or audited by you, the accountant, or your predecessor. Can you imagine? Without regard to time, without regard to time, all engagement agreements or contracts related to the preparation, compilation, review, or auditing of the items described in number one. All underlying, supporting, or source documents and records used in the preparation, compilation, review, or auditing of items described in request number one, or any summaries of such documents or records relied upon, or any request for such documents and records. You remember uh, Adam Schiff hired one of the clowns, the former federal prosecutors, who was yapping away on MSNBC. Well, it's quite obvious that the House Oversight and Reform Committee has done the same thing. This is like a subpoena for records against a mobster. This is why I'm reading this to you. So you can see what your president has to put up with. And again, they didn't send it to him, they sent it to his accounting firm. 
What else do they want? Listen to this. All memoranda, notes, communications related to the preparation. This is when he was a private citizen, ladies and gentlemen. Related to the preparation, compilation, review, or auditing of the items described in request number one, including but not limited to all communications between Donald Bender and Donald J. Trump or any employee or representative of the Trump Organization. Any employee or representative of the Trump Organization. All communications related to potential concerns that records, documents, explanations, or other information, including significant judgments provided by Donald Trump or other individuals from the Trump Organization, were incomplete, inaccurate, or otherwise unsatisfactory. Those of you who need an accountant to do your taxes like I do, because I don't want to make a mistake, you might say, well, I don't know about this. Do I need to get that? What about this? What? These are questions you ask your accountant. But you see, now that they've already pierced the veil of attorney-client privilege, attorney work product, and attorney-client confidentiality, they figure, what the hell? Now let's go after his accounting firm and pierce all levels of protection that exists for any citizen of the United States. This damn letter, Republicans on Capitol Hill, listen to me now as I speak. This damn letter should be used by you. Change the heading. Write it to Nancy Pelosi. Write it to Chuck Schumer. Write it to Stempy Hoyer. Write it to Clyburn. Write it to all of them. And tell them, okay, now we want the same thing from you. We want the same thing from you. You have to read this to believe it, don't you? Unless otherwise noted, the time period covered by this request is from January 1, 2009 to the present. Ten years. The Committee on Oversight and Reform is the principal oversight committee. Yeah, 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 the House of Representatives. Mr. President, your accountant, provide them with nothing. Republicans, it's time to charge the hill and wrap this around their heads. I'll be right back. Since its founding in 1844, Hillsdale College has provided students with sound learning of the kind essential to preserving our civil and religious liberty. Now, I want to tell you about Imprimus, the free monthly speech digest of Hillsdale College. Imprimus is dedicated to educating citizens and promoting civil and religious liberty by covering important cultural, economic, political, and educational issues. First published in 1972, Imprimus is one of America's most widely read publications in support of liberty, with more subscribers, 3.9 million, than the Wall Street Journal and the New York Times. And recent Imprimus publications have addressed issues like free speech, the regulation of big tech, mental illness, and the American medical insurance system. And because America's founding principles are so important, Hillsdale offers Imprimus absolutely free of charge to anyone who requests it. That's right. You can subscribe to Imprimus for free. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to visit Imprimus.Hillsdale.edu for your free subscription. That's Imprimus, I-M-P-R-I-M-I-S dot Hillsdale dot E-D-U. Welcome to Hillsdale. It's a values war, it's a political war, and the Democrats have launched it. 
The Democrats have launched an attack on our institutions, on our customs, on our traditions, on our declaration, on our constitution. They've launched an attack on immigration. They've launched an attack on our military, law enforcement. They've launched an attack, quite frankly, on Jews. They won't admit it, but they have. Much as they've launched attacks on other minorities over the over the entire existence of the Democrat Party. We can prove that here, and we do every night. So we have a big problem. It's a puzzle. It's a puzzle. In a free society, evil people with diabolical ideas have the ability to destroy that free society. And because we're a free society, it's difficult to destroy them before they destroy us. I'm speaking politically and societal, societally. You just look at the last two and a half years, <clears throat> this uh, example of what they've done to this president, what they've accused him of. That James Comey still roaming the planet free is shocking, when in fact he was a leaker as FBI director. He should be mopping floors in Sing Sing. Or these other senior FBI official, McCabe, he's still roaming around from TV studio to TV studio. It's shocking. Loretta Lynch hasn't been held to account. The Obamas are getting extremely wealthy while trashing wealth. They're getting extremely wealthy while not having to answer a single question about what they've unleashed against the American people and this president and the Republican Party and so forth. This letter from Elijah Cummings is truly unconscionable. Unconscionable. I can't think of any other president who's been treated this way. When we come back, I can't think of a presidential candidate who was attacked so viciously because he dared to be a conservative, because he dared to take on the progressives. The progressives felt like uh, they basically owned the presidency. It's a man whose name you'll be familiar with. And I want to talk about him, and I want to talk about him in the context of our current president. Who are you talking about, Mark? Hang in there. We'll get on to it. I'll be right back. Folks, many of our nation's oldest colleges were founded to teach students to seek truth, recognize what's beautiful, and hold up what is good. But sadly, many have lost their way. Locked in the grip of political correctness, they no longer allow free and open discourse and instead peddle their moral and cultural relativism. Thankfully, there's Hillsdale College. Since its founding in 1844, Hillsdale has remained true to its original mission, to provide sound learning of the kind essential to preserving civil and religious liberty and intelligent piety. And as Hillsdale enters its 175th year, their goal is simple and yet profound 
to help students understand what is noblest and best in yourself and the world. Hillsdale College's liberal arts education and vibrant campus community helps students form a foundation for the rest of their lives, a truly life-defining experience. So if you're looking for a college that prizes learning and values intellectual enthusiasm, where everyone shares a strong sense of meaning and purpose, welcome to Hillsdale College. Please visit hillsdale.edu slash admissions to plan a visit and learn more. That's hillsdale.edu slash admissions. Mark Levin, Liberty's General Patton. Call into the Mark Levin Show now at 877-381-3811. There was a magazine many decades ago called Fact, F-A-C-T. And on the cover issue of Volume 1, Issue 5, it said the following. 1,189 psychiatrists say Barry Goldwater is psychologically unfit to be president! Exclamation mark. It was put out by editor and publisher Ralph Ginsburg. And it is a long, disgusting piece a long, disgusting piece. It starts off that the senator is divorced from reality is unfortunate. That he may soon be able to divorce all of us from reality is terrifying. America is a strong country. She has survived presidents like Grant and Eisenhower, whose level of intelligence in civilian affairs was what one would expect of generals, and it has survived a president like Arding, who did not even have the excuse of being a general. It has had the strength to survive paranoics like Huey Long, Forrestal, and McCarthy, who achieved such great power and influence in political life that they were seriously considered for the presidency. And it has survived totalitarian, semi-secret, quasi-military groups like the Klan, the Nazi Bund, and the Communist Party. But now, for the first time in her history, <coughs> America is facing an awesome combination of all three threats. In Goldwater's candidacy on a major party ticket, she faces the possibility of electing a president whose grasp of international affairs matches Harding's, whose personality traits are reminiscent of Forrestal's and McCarthy's, and who is backed by a well-organized, blindly ruthless, totalitarian, secretive, and powerful movement. It is the very combination of these facts that makes an investigation into the mental condition of the Republican candidate so crucial. Goldwater's lack of intelligence in itself would not be catastrophic. An ability to make decisions combined with good sense, plus a gift for appointing good advisors, could make up for it. Nor does a question of mental health per se. Few of the heads of government of any nation at, at any time can be considered paragons of mental health. Even Goldwater's two nervous breakdowns are not in themselves sufficient cause for panic. Although on the basis of them alone, Goldwater be excluded from high positions in the fields he admires most. Big business, which would refuse to appoint him to a high corporate post, and the military, which would deny him access to top security material. But Mr. Goldwater's case is not one of an isolated mental incident, nor is the question merely whether or not he suffers from mental illness. Like physical sickness, mental illness can be a variety of totally different afflictions, some of which would have no significant bearing on the presidency. Roosevelt's polio, Eisenhower's and Johnson's cardiac conditions, 
and Kennedy's back injury did not prevent them from functioning as presidents, though Wilson's paralysis did. By the same token, certain mental illnesses can have little effect on a leader's efficacy, while others are intolerable and dangerous. This goes on and on. Mr. Goldwater's illness is not just an emotional maladjustment or a mild neurosis or a queerness. And emphatically stated by, as emphatically stated by many of the leading psychiatrists in the country, Siege page 24 of this issue. The pattern of his behavior is ominous. From his, stati- from his sadistic childhood uh, to his cruel practical jokes today, from his nervous breakdowns under pressure in his 20s, to his present-day withdrawals and escapes in time of crisis, from his obsessive preoccupation with firearms in his youth, to his present fantasies about brandishing nuclear weapons to scare his enemies, from his conviction that he is surrounded by deadly enemies at home, whether Ruth or Rockefeller, the American press, or someone who's out to kill him, to his belief that every Russian ballerina is a spy. Whoa. He shows unmistakable symptoms of paranoia. Wouldn't this describe the Democrat Party and the media, Mr. Producer, by the way? But it goes on. The paranoiac has delusions of persecution. Biographies of Barry Goldwater, excuse me, folks. Biographies of Barry Goldwater always carry on for page after page about his grandfather. Big Mike Goldwasser, Goldwasser, the rip-snorting, rootin' tootin' Russian immigrant who went west and founded the Goldwater department stores, and the man who biographers are convinced the senator obviously takes after. (coughs) Big Mike, who died three years before his grandson was born, could hardly have had great influence on Barry. But his father, who obviously affected the course of his life much more, is almost ignored by all biographies and by Barry Goldwater himself. So then they go into his father's background, his brother's background, his mother's background, his wife, his son. And then they go into all these psychiatrists and psychologists who they asked for opinions about Barry Goldwater. Now I bring you to Modern Times, a book that was written by Bandy Lee, among others. The Dangerous Case of Donald Trump, 27 Psychiatrists and Mental Health Experts Assess a President. Why am I going through this? Because every conceivable tactic that has been used in the past against conservatives and Republicans, and tactics that haven't been used in the past, being used against this president. By the way, this is all in my new book, Unfreedom of the Press. Now, this is the book written by Bandy Lee and I believe Judith Lewis Herman, two MDs, professors. And you may recall Bandy X. Lee was on CNN a lot. And on MSNBC, a lot. And she was consulted by Democrats on the Hill and one Republican senator whose name we've never known. Soon after, they write, soon after the presidential election of 2016, alarmed by the apparent mental instability of the president-elect, we both separately circulated letters among some of our professional colleagues expressing our concern. 
Most of them declined to sign. A number of people admitted they were afraid of some undefined form of governmental retaliation. So quickly had a climate of fear taken hold. They asked us if we were not wary of being targeted and advised us to seek legal counsel. These people are mental to begin with. They're already victims. This was a lesson to us in how a climate of fear can induce people to censor themselves. Others who declined to sign our letters of concern cited matters of principle. Psychiatry, we were warned, should stay out of politics. Otherwise, the profession could end up being ethically compromised. This was a serious consideration. Indeed, we, didn't, we, we, we need not look beyond our own borders for examples of ethics violations committed by professionals became entangled in politics. But you see, this was too serious. Norms and rules guide professional conduct, set standards, and point to the essential principles of practice. And for these reasons, physicians have the Declaration of Geneva and on and on and on. The Goldwater Rule. Now, this was a rule that was passed uh, by the American Psychiatric Association and said, you know, we cannot do this again as a profession to a candidate. While that didn't much bother Ms. Lee and the others, the Goldwater Rule highlights the boundaries she set at practice. Helps to prefer, uh, preserve professional integrity and protects public figures from defamation. But this is too much. Assessing dangerousness is different from making a diagnosis. It is dependent on the situation, not the person. Signs of likely dangerousness due to mental disorder, talking about Trump, can become apparent without a full diagnostic interview and can be detected from a distance. And one is expected to err, if at all, on the side of safety when the risk of inaction is too great. States vary in their instructions. New York and so on. They're explaining these different tests. But this was too much, ladies and gentlemen. The election of Trump. The nation was in danger. This was too much. They could not... They could not abide by the rule that was put in place after Goldwater was defamed. And by the way, Barry Goldwater sued that magazine, Facts, and he sued Ginsburg, the writer and the publisher, and he won. And he put them out of business. And he put them out of business. One of the things you'll see in my book, which is quite a journey, is I get into this issue, I get into this book, that was written for the purpose of destroying the President of the United States. You cannot say anything worse about a person who does not have a mental illness, particularly if that person is President of the United States, than they are mentally ill, because that means they're incapable of doing their job. This book and this professor and these other professors were glommed onto by the Democrats and the media to push the 25th Amendment. You remember that? Some of the chapters in the book by these various so-called experts. Unbridled and extreme present hedonism. Talk all about Trump. How the leader of the free world has proven time and again he's not fit for duty. Pathological narcissism and politics, a lethal mix. I wrote The Art of the Deal with Donald Trump. His self-sabotage is rooted in his past. Trump's trust deficit is the core problem. Here's another one. A sociopathy. Here's another one. These are all chapters in this book, not mine, this book that this woman wrote. 
Donald Trump is A, bad, B, mad, C, all the above. Why crazy like a fox versus crazy like a crazy reality matters. More on Trump, another chapter. Cognitive impairment, dementia, and POTUS. The issue is dangerousness with Trump, not mental illness, they say. Clinical case for the dangerousness of Donald J. Trump. Health, risk, and the duty to protect the community. Trump anxiety order, the Trump effect on the mental health of half the nation and special populations. Trauma, time, truth, and Trump. How a president freezes healing and promotes crisis. It goes on and on. Were you aware of this book? The media was aware of this book. They used it. They used it. I hope you'll consider pre-ordering my book, The Unfreedom of the Press, because I don't know how else we're going to confront this industry, this mob, if we don't learn the facts and we don't engage. You think you know the facts. We don't know the facts. We know a lot more now, and you'll know 10 times more when you're done with the book. I took a quick look at Amazon before I came on the program. We're number nine, and I saw Michelle Obama's number three, Mr. Producer. How is Michelle Obama number three? Are there that many drones in this country? So I would encourage the smart people of this country who love this country to consider acting now and get your pre-order copy. You can go to Amazon, some of these other sites, and order it. It comes out on May 21st, but we want to hit the ground running. We want to make a show of force. We want to be an army of truth-tellers. And I'm afraid it is us against the press. Not freedom of the press. This press. I hope you'll check it out. We'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Have you ever wished you knew more about how politics and our Constitution work? Could you explain the key differences between capitalism and socialism? Wish you knew more about American history? Well, I have good news for you. It's not too late to learn no matter how busy you are or how long it's been since you've been in college or high school. And you can do it for free. Because my friends at Hillsdale College, as a service to our country, have free online courses that provide a taste of the core curriculum that every Hillsdale College student takes. The core that teaches us how to think critically and act virtuously. And it can help you, too. Getting started is very simple. Just sign up for one or more of Hillsdale's most popular online courses for free. And you can learn whenever you like. Visit online.hillsdale.edu right now. That's online.hillsdale.edu. Join right now and you'll be on your way to a rich, meaningful education. Again, that's online.hillsdale.edu. I should just slap a picture of Michelle Obama on my book, Mr. Producer. Almost doesn't matter what's in it. Mr. Producer, do we have a good caller, particularly a liberal, any kind of caller that, that would be contributing to the program? Jay in New Jersey, the great WABC, not a liberal. How are you, sir? Hey, Mark. I, I am probably your biggest fan, so Thank uh, you. I'm a little starstruck. Um, so, you know, I'm a former liberal. Uh, I'm 32 years old. I was one, you know, into my late 20s. 
And uh, I, you just help people see through all this BS, really. You know, this Elijah Cummings thing, this is gross overstep of power. You know, there's nothing in, the, in his finances that they need to uh, look at. It's all about mm-hmm. finding something embarrassing about the president that they could use in, in an election against him. That's exactly what this is. Okay, you know, I don't think enough people are smart enough to see that. Um, you know, but don't you think that's what's happening? Well, of course. And I think what the president should do is stiff arm him. I think the president should say, actually, you're not going to see any of this. Uh, if I were, look, let's put it this way. If the president of the United States were to use his office this way, ignore separation of powers, and say, you know what, I'm going to use the IRS to audit each and every one of you, so uh, we're going to subpoena your records from your accountants. They would hang him from uh, uh, from Mount Denali in Alaska. Maybe. Now, when the Democrats do it under cover of a congressional investigation, they get the full-born support of the United States media, don't they? Absolutely. So what's the difference? What is, what is, what is, the, what is the difference? In other words, I know the politics, but what is the difference of one branch of government demanding the private financial information of members of another branch of government. If, it, if, if Congress is free to do that, why isn't the president free to do that to Congress? Well, he isn't because he doesn't have the media on him, on his side. So, but I mean, know. it's a constitutional matter. Absolutely. You're 100% right. Absolutely. He does. All right, my friend. And I'm glad you came over to the, uh, to the bright side here, to the wise side, the liberty side. It takes a while, but for some people, once that liberty light bulb goes on, they go... Smack their forehead like they want a V8. I'll be right back. He's here. He's here. Now broadcasting from the underground command post. Deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker. Somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building. We've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Everybody, Mark Levin here. This is our two, our number 877-381-3811-877-381-3811. New York Post, white people's diets are killing the environment, a study says. What? White people's diets are killing the environment, a study says. White people are already accused of hogging the majority of jobs, film roles, and housing. And now they're getting blamed for eating up Earth's natural resources, too. Caucasian populations are disproportionately contributing to climate change through their eating habits, which uses up more food and emits more greenhouse gases than the typical diets of black and Latino communities, according to a new report published in the Journal of Industrial Ecology. Researchers tracked information from multiple databases to identify foods considered environmentally intense by requiring more precious resources such as water, land, and energy to produce. And as a result, releasing more greenhouse gases such as carbon dioxide through production and distribution. Potatoes, beef, apples, milk are some of the worst offenders. Do only white people eat potatoes and beef and apples and milk, Mr. Producer? I'm so sick of this stuff. Racism right down to the food, right down right down to uh, the crumbs on the table. The food pipeline, 
which includes its production, distribution, and waste, contributes significantly to climate change through the production of greenhouse gases and requires significant amounts of water and land, which also has environmental effects, says Joe Bozeman, a student at the University of Illinois in Chicago who helped author the study. Oh, a student. Well, then, I'm sure he'll do very, very well in class. The EPA provided data on per capita food consumption rates for more than 500 food groups. This is what our government's producing, including water, plus estimates from the NIH on individual diets. Data show that whites produced, on average, 680 kilograms of CO2 each year. I don't have my Google here. What the hell is a kilogram? Anyway, attributable to food and drink, whereas Latinx... Richie, you are Puerto Rican heritage. What is a Latinx? Get on, get on the air. What's a Latinx? Yeah, the Latinx, the whole idea with that is that they are trying to eliminate gender. Gender neutral, oh. Latino, Latina. A Latinx. Okay. I, and, you know, I'm not getting with the, uh, with the changes in our society, I suppose. By the way, Richie has a great podcast, too. Data show that whites produced on average 680 kilograms of the CO2 each year attributable to food and drink, whereas Latinx individuals produce 640 kilograms and blacks 600. They also found that diets of white people required 328,000 liters of water on average per year. Latinx used just 307,000 liters, blacks 311,800 liters. Both black and Latinx individuals used more land per capita with 1,770 and 1,710 square meters per year, respectively, than white people, with just 1,550. Nevertheless, white people still made the greatest overall contribution to climate change. Well, you know how you fix that, Mr. Producer? You get rid of white people. Sure. That's what you do. Now, while the difference may not be enormous, ladies and gentlemen, these numbers are per individual. And when you add up, they say all these individuals, it's very clear. The whites, listen to that, I'm quoting, whites are responsible for the majority of greenhouse gases emitted as a result of their food choice. You know, I thought we were responsible for everything, but now we're responsible for carbon dioxide as a result of our pigmentation. As a result of our pigmentation, and this magnificent story was in the New York post so white privilege even goes down to food choices I'm sure there's a class action suit somewhere in there right it's really we're reaching a point in this country where we're not even a country anymore we don't even sound like fellow countrymen we, we, we sound like something else. I don't know what it is. And if you dare to point these things out, you're, you're said to be a Klansman. Now, how the hell can I be a Klansman? I'm Jewish. I don't wear their colors. And, of course, they threaten my life from time to time. No, this is just repulsive. That white people, because of the food they eat, have a bigger effect per individual, per capita, 
on global warming, on climate change than other people. Now, I noticed they didn't check out Chinese, for instance, in Red China, what that impact would be. I don't know why they left out our friends there, but they did. Now, to me, there's a greater impact on the environment than what white people eat, and it's called illegal immigration. It has an enormously negative impact on our environment and a lots of aspects of our environment, on our financial well-being, on our cultural well-being, because we don't assimilate anymore. U.S. projected to add 1.5 million illegal aliens to population this year, writes Breitbart. The United States is projected to add 1.5 million illegal aliens to the American population by the end of the year, should current rates of catch-and-release border crossings and visa overstays pan out. They looked at the federal statistics. Princeton policy advisors, researcher Stephen Koptis also projects that in 2019 there will be up to 500,000 illegal aliens at the southern border who successfully cross into the United States undetected by Border Patrol agents. Now this feeble... I better stop there. Nancy Pelosi gets to the microphone, tells us, oh, there's no, there's no emergency here. <laughs> this, this is Trump again. The Trump, you know, he's mentally ill and, uh, and he's colluding and we need his taxes and this, that, and the other. He's making all this up. And then we have the phony constitutionalist say, yeah, he can't secure the border on his own. What the hell does he think he is? The executive branch? The hell does he think he is? The commander in chief? He doesn't get to do that unless we tell him he can. No, actually, that's not the way it works. And in many ways, you did tell him he could. It's, I, I, I'm, I, I, let me put it to you this way. This is going to sound hokey and old-fashioned. No president has been disrespected like this. Day in and day out by the media, by the Democrats, by academics, by Hollywood. No modern president's been disrespected like this. Of course, they went after Nixon. And they got Nixon. There was no alternative media. There was no new media. Uh, They got Nixon. And they figure every Republican president since they've gone after. They went after Reagan in particular. Now they go after Trump. They just figure they'll use the same playbook. Find something, anything, whether Democrats did it or not. So we need his taxes. We need to see if he's a tax cheat. More than that, we need to claim he's a tax cheat. We need to claim he's for the rich. We need to claim this, that, and the other. We got to beat the guy. We got to beat him in 2020. We got to beat him, uh, maybe impeach him. We, gotta, we just got to do everything we can to smear the guy. These people sit down, these politicians, this Pelosi and her committee chairman, they sit down every day and they plot. And they plot on how to destroy the president. And the media go right along. They haven't given up on collusion. They still think the earth is flat. They're the flat earthers. Hey, how about this one, Chuck Todd? Collusion. The anti-collusion deniers. What about that, Chuck? I'll be right back. Mark Lovin.
spoke earlier about the Republicans in the House Intelligence Committee. They had a good day today, led by Mike Conway at the House Committee. He's the ranking Republican there, I guess. And they gave a a letter to Schiff demanding his resignation. And Conway read from it. And here in part is what he said. Cut to go. Special, Special counsel's investigation did not find that the Trump campaign or anyone associated with conspired or coordinated with the Russian with Russia and its efforts to influence the 2016 presidential election. Special counsel Mueller's findings are consistent with those of this committee, as well as the public statements of various senators on the Senate Select Committee on Intelligence. Despite these findings, you continue to proclaim to the media that there is significant evidence of collusion. You further stated you will continue to investigate the counterintelligence issues. That is, is the president or people around him compromised in any way by hostile foreign power? Your willingness to continue to promote a demonstrably false narrative is alarming. The findings of the special counsel conclusively refute your past and present assertions and have exposed you as having abused your position to knowingly promote false information having damaged the integrity of this committee and undermined the faith in the United States government and its institutions. Your actions, both past and present, are incompatible with your duty as chairman of this committee, which alone in the House of Representatives has the obligation and authority to provide effective oversight of the U.S. intelligence community. As such, we have no faith in your ability to discharge your duties in a manner consistent with your constitutional responsibility and urge your immediate resignation as chairman of the committee. Mr. Chairman, this letter is signed by all nine members of the uh, Republican side of the House, but the, of the committee, and I ask unanimous consent to be entered into the record of today's hearing. <laughs> I assume he had to do that. That's all to the good. Well, Adam Schiff lashed out. Cut three, go. My colleagues may think it's okay that the Russians offered dirt on a Democratic candidate for president as part of what was described as the Russian government's effort to help the Trump campaign. You might think that's okay. My colleagues might think You're the guy. This is. He's the guy that spoke to a guy who did a prank, who was pretending to be a Russian and was trying to get information out of the prankster. He's the guy. Schiff who did that. Go ahead. That when that was offered to the son of the president, who had a pivotal role in the campaign, that the president's son did not call the FBI. So what? So what? Hillary Clinton paid a former spy for the Brits to get information from the Russians. I mean, I'm hoping the Republicans in the future as well are really on their game, really on their toes. They had a good day today. They're going to have to keep it up. Because all the links go the other way. Go ahead. Did not adamantly refuse that foreign help. No, instead that son said that he would love the help of the Russians. So did you. You should resign as chairman of the committee. Resign. Go ahead. I think it's okay that he took that meeting. You might think it's okay that Paul Manafort, the campaign chair, someone with great experience in running campaigns, also took that meeting. You might think it's okay. That the Nothing happened in that meeting. So now it's the issue of taking that meeting. Taking the meeting. I would like to know if the Russians have anything on Hillary Clinton, wouldn't you, Mr. Producer? But we already know she gave up all the uranium, uh, uh, out of the uranium control. She gave the Russians a lot. Go ahead. Law also took that meeting. 
You might think it's okay that they concealed it from the public. I think you're a clown. They took the meeting. Nothing happened. But they took it because they thought they might get information from the Russians about Hillary. So? So? Again, clown. You had a prankster calling, pretending to have uh, information on Donald Trump, pretending to be a Russian. And that audio exists. Go ahead. Okay. That their only disappointment after that meeting was that the dirt they received on Hillary Clinton wasn't better. They didn't get dirt on Hillary Clinton, dummy. Go ahead. You might think that's okay. You might think it's okay that when it was discovered a year later that they lied about that meeting and said it was about adoptions. You might think it's okay. Nobody lied about the meeting or they would have been charged with false statements and depending on the circumstances, perjury. Boy, is this the best they can do? Go ahead. The president is reported to have helped dictate that lie. You might think that's okay. I don't. Boy, this guy is, he's an absolute lightweight. So maybe, maybe that's a good thing that he's there. I don't mean for the country, but for the Republicans per se. No? But he says there's evidence of collusion. Cut four, go. You might think it's okay that the national security advisor designate secretly conferred with a Russian ambassador. No, he didn't. He didn't secretly confer with him. He conferred with him as the incoming national security advisor. This guy Schiff is a real Marxist. He really is, ladies and gentlemen. He's as dishonest as they come. He is a, and Trump's right, he's a very, very sick person. Go ahead. Signing U.S. sanctions... And you might think it's okay he lied about it to the FBI. Wow. Those sanctions that Obama put in were really tough, weren't they, ladies and gentlemen? Um, Actually, Schiff, it's Trump who put in real sanctions, tough sanctions against Vladimir Putin's uh, circle of oligarchs, against Russia's economy, against Russia's military. You may not know this. He's the one that has provided enhanced arms to the Ukrainians. Obama would do none of this. The Democrats would do none of this. None of it. You might think that's okay, Mr. Schiff. You might think that's okay, but it's not okay. You might think it's okay, but it's not okay. Go ahead. You might say that's all okay. You might say that's just what you need to do to win. But I don't think it's okay. You don't think think what's okay? Go ahead. I think it's unethical. I think it's unpatriotic. And yes, I think it's corrupt. Tell you what's corrupt, you fool. When the FBI interferes in an election, when the senior level of the FBI is leaking, every damn one of them had to resign and is under investigation. When the top level of the FBI interferes with a candidacy of an opposition party to the administration, when they send spies into that campaign, when they use Hillary Clinton's opposition research in a FISA warrant, You think that's okay? You think that's okay, Schiff? You have no interest in looking into it. Hey, Schiff, who ran the FBI? Who ran the Department of Justice? Who ran the intelligence agencies? Who was in charge, Schiff? Obama. You going to ask Obama any questions, Schiff? I don't think that's okay if you don't. What do you think of that? I think you need to ask him a whole lot of questions. And you Republicans on that committee, you keep demanding to want to know answers. The Russians interfered in our presidential election. They interfered while Obama was president. 
while Clapper was head of intelligence, while Brennan was running the CIA, when Comey was the FBI director, when Lynch was over there at the Department of Justice. And by the way, you, pencil neck, you were on the House Intelligence Committee. What the hell did you do about it, you jerk? I'll be right back. If you have a moment, I want you all to go to BrickHouseLevin.com. Just go there and click on the Buy Now button so you can read the reviews. Over 1,200 five-star reviews, I might add. But this one caught my attention from Steve in Denver. I'm upset with Mark because he's got me hooked on Field of Greens. What a great product. Thank you, BrickHouse, for your amazing product and great customer service. I'm a monthly subscriber, and I won't live without it. And you're welcome, Steve. And subscribing is smart. You save money that way. Field of Greens is made with real USDA organic fruits and vegetables and helps boost your immunity using antioxidants, prebiotics, and probiotics. Plus, they offer a 100% satisfaction guarantee or your money back. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com or call 833-RING-BHN. Get 15% off your first order with promo code LEVIN. That's BrickHouseLevin.com or call 833-RING-BHN, promo code LEVIN. Mark Levin, the great one. The great one, Mark Levin. Dial in now, 877-381-3811. HHS Secretary Alex Azar's socialist plan for price controls on drugs. We've talked about this plan before. He's not giving up. You know how I know this is a bad plan? Because Bernie Sanders and the other Democrats running for president in 2020, well, they also support it. But here's what Bernie Sanders and the Democrats won't tell you about socialism. Socialized countries severely restrict which drugs patients can access to treat chronic or life-threatening conditions. According to a study in the Wall Street Journal, if you get cancer in the United States, you'll have access to 95% of the cancer treatment drugs that they studied. If you get cancer in price-controlled Greece, good luck. You'll have access to 8% of those cancer treatment drugs. See the difference? A new wonder drug? Forget it. The socialists may not let you have access to it for years, if ever. But don't worry, everybody's equal. Nobody gets anything. And because of socialism, European investment in bioresearch has all but dried up. Socialism doesn't bring new medical discoveries. It kills them. That's the problem. The Democrats for socialized medicine are not telling you the whole story. Get all the facts. Go to TrueHealthCareFacts.com, TrueHealthCareFacts.com. That's TrueHealthCareFacts.com. Now, soon I will be telling you about various book signings we will be doing. I can tell you we will be doing one at the Reagan Library. Don't, please don't call them yet. We're working on a date. We will be doing one at Bookends in New Jersey. Please don't call them yet. In Ridgewood, New Jersey. We haven't set that up yet. Uh, likely to be doing one at uh, Barnes & Noble. Maybe in our old hangout at Tyson's Corner. Maybe not. We'll see. And I'm going to add a couple more. A couple more around the country. And I hope to see as many of you as possible. I just think this issue is so important, the press, uh, that we really need to discuss it. And I don't mean just railing against the press. We really need to discuss I'll give you some examples. What standards are necessary to be a news person. 
What standards are necessary to be a news editor, a news producer? What are the standards? What does news mean? What is news? What is journalism? These are important questions. Where do these people come from? How do they get these jobs? Why are they there? How come there's no accountability whatsoever? Is it because you can't sue them for defamation in many cases? Or it's just too expensive to do it? Was the press always this way? Last hundred years? Last two hundred years? Now, what was meant by freedom of the press? What was it that motivated Congress and then the states to pass and adopt the First Amendment, including freedom of the press? What's the role of the press? What's, this, what's the role supposed to be? Why were they so committed to this? And what would they think of the press today? And what is it about today's press? Are they following talking points? Are they devoured by an ideology? Is it their corporate ownership? What is it? We look at all of that. This will be the greatest examination of the press in this country ever. And I want you to be part of this. Because as far as I'm concerned, like liberty and tyranny, where we and the Tea Party together launched a Reagan-type revolution, we need to launch a constitutional-type revolution. We shouldn't be afraid to talk about freedom of the press. We're not against it. They are. We shouldn't be afraid. What did the colonials think? The colonists of freedom of the press. What did they mean? What did those early pamphleteers and newspaper men and uh, printers even before them, why did they put their lives on the line? What was it that they were trying to do? The New York Times, what is the heritage of the New York Times? Why is it such a powerful news outlet? Why? How do these media organizations get things so wrong and yet continue to defend those who do? Is the direction coming from the top or is it the ideology at the reporters at the bottom? What is it? Why do they reject our founding principles so thoroughly? And what do we do about that? Do these questions interest you? We come on this program, I have for years, and Mr. Call Screener will tell you, people want to talk about this. I got people who just want to rail against it. Talk show host, TV host. That's good. We ought to rail against it. Not freedom of the press, but what's being done to freedom of the press. But we need to do more. And so when you read unfreedom of the press, unfreedom of the press, you will know more about the history of the press. You'll know more about what's going on today. You'll know more about why the people behind it, not conspiracy stuff, the people pushing this agenda than anybody else in the country. 
And it's very, very important that we not waste any time. I'm very, very concerned about the future of this nation. I'm very, very concerned about the president's reelection. And so to me, we're fighting not just the Democrats, not just academia, not just Hollywood and others in the culture. We're fighting the media. When the president says, points out certain news organizations, and some days he doesn't. He just says they're the enemy of the people. Are there days when the media are the enemy of the people? I have a chapter in this book, I told you. And the title is, The New York Times Betrays Millions. The New York Times Betrays Millions. You're now going to learn more about the New York Times than even the reporters at the New York Times know about the New York Times. In two horrific examples that we touched on the other day, just touched on them, barely. And this is why I tell you, I've written seven books, this is book number eight. I write them because I want to. I write them because I try to make them topical. I write them because I use any form I can, any gift that God has given me to advance the cause of liberty, to advance the cause of unalienable rights. And I don't want to waste time. I do radio, I do digital TV, Levin TV, I do Fox, and I write the books. I am exhausted. But rest will come. There'll be a time for that. It's not now. We're at the precipice. We're at the precipice. If you care about your family, you care about the future, I don't know what this country is going to look like in 30, 40, 50 years if we don't overcome. If we don't push back. We have very diabolical forces. And the press is their mouthpiece. And we need to get our country back. And I feel one of the best ways to get our country back is to at least inform ourselves. One of the reasons we have a free press is so we can talk to each other. We can inform ourselves and then decide how to run our lives, how to make decisions, and how to run our government. That's the purpose of this book. And it's written in a way that it is easily digestible. It's very, very important. Whether you have 10 PhDs or whether you didn't finish middle school, that you can read this book and comprehend it. Because this is not only a citizen's guide to the media. It's a wake-up call. It's a journey. It starts a discussion. A very, very important discussion. I understand if I wrote a book and slapped Michelle Obama's face on it, I understand it would sell zillions of copies. I understand if you go and look at the Amazon list now, and I encourage you to do it, and put the F word in a title, I understand that'll sell zillions of copies. I understand if I write a book about lesbians and so forth, not exactly my area of expertise, it'll sell a zillion copies and so forth. I don't write stuff like that. I don't know how to write stuff like that. I don't want to write stuff like that. This book's time has come. This book's time has come. And the title tells you really everything you need to know to pre-order it. Unfreedom 
of the press. It is a direct challenge to Jim Acosta. It is a direct challenge to Joe Scarborough. It is a direct challenge to Rachel Maddow. It is a direct challenge to Mother Zucker. It is a direct challenge to CBS and ABC and NBC. The New York Times, the Washington Post, CNN and MSNBC and all the rest. It is a direct challenge to them. How much coverage do you think it'll get on any of those platforms? None. And because I have a chapter, not just a book generally on unfreedom of the press, but a chapter titled, The New York Times Betrays Millions, it is going to be very, very difficult to get the top spot on the New York Times, unless we are way ahead of all the rest. It is very important to me that I can come to you behind this microphone and thank you. You Levinites out there who are responsible for everything I've accomplished. And tell you, with a big grin on my face, that you did it. That you did it. That they had no choice but to put us at the top of their list. Can you imagine then we changed the title? Unfreedom of the Press... Number one New York Times bestseller with a chapter that says New York Times betrays millions. I mean, that would be incredible. It's up to you, really. Lots more to discuss, but you can check us out on Amazon.com. Look, we link to it on all my social sites, but you know Amazon.com. You want to look at the 100 top-selling books. It's very strange, quite frankly. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Does your current office chair support you? If you're lucky, maybe it goes up and down. Wow, spectacular, huh? No, it's not. Compare that to my X-Chair with Dynamic Variable Lumbar Support, or DVL. The X-Chair's DVL provides unbelievably comfortable lumbar support, and every part of the chair could be custom-adjusted to fit you. That's why the X-Chair is equally supportive and comfortable. Whether you're 5 feet 2 inches tall and 110 pounds or 6 feet 4 inches tall and 250 pounds. I can comfortably sit in this chair for hours, and I do. I do right now as I speak to you. And now with the introduction of the X basic model, there's an X chair for every body type and budget. Take advantage of X chair's new financing option and pay as little as 30 bucks a month. Take your comfort and productivity to the next level for less than the cost of a daily cup of coffee. X-Chair is on sale now for $100 off. Just go to xchairlevin.com, xchairlevin.com. That's xchairlevin.com. Or maybe you're sitting in your car and you have your phone with you. In those states where it's still legal to be free, call 1-844-4X-Chair. 1-844-4X-Chair. Extra, listen to this. Extra comes with a 30-day, no-questions-asked guarantee of complete satisfaction. No other chair does that. Go to xchairlevin.com now, and if you use X-Wheels, the code X-Wheels, you'll get super cool wheels on the chair. Too. It's like a car. And you'll receive a free set of the new X-Wheels with your chair. Go to xchairlevin.com or call us at 844-4X-Chair. All right, 
Mark, Spring Hill, Florida, the great WSKY. Go. Mr. Levin, thank you very much for having me on air. I'm you bet. absolutely honored to be speaking with you tonight. Thank you. Forgive my voice, please. I'm under a lung transplant. Oh, my Lord. You all and, right? Uh, I kind of started out with you. I thought I had pneumonia, but uh, it, it went deeper than that. But anyway, sir. Well, hold on. Time. How are you doing? Well, I'm, I'm on the lung transplant list. I'm on oxygen 24 hours a day, so oh, I'm kind of just waiting my turn, you know. So I, for, I have for, no idea how long that takes to, to get what you need. Well... I, sir, I just wanted to make a comment to you. You know, this this thing about Trump, it, it goes deeper than the, them just trying to get the president. Mm -hmm. They want to make an example out of the president to all of us. Mm -hmm. That if you are not one of the boys, the good old boys, do not even think about running for the presidency. Because we will crush you. They did it to Ross Perot. I remember Ross Perot, he filled stadiums up everywhere he went, just like Trump did. Mm -hmm. And they got to Mr. Perot somehow. And he dropped out of the race. Well, I agree with you on Trump. I was never a big Perot fan. But right, I agree but with you. stadiums the same I, way. The I, I agree. But I agree with your big point, which is it's not only about Trump. But you're right. They're setting an example. Don't ever try this again. Right. To, to anybody, any common citizen that wants to run for um, presidency, they are making sure if you're not one of the good old boys, don't do it. No, I agree with you. It's an excellent call. Now, Mark, what can I do for you? Anything? What do you, What would you like from me? Anything? You, are, you already do stuff for me. I listen to you every day. I was a truck driver for over 30 years, and I listen to you every single day on the radio. I'll, t I'll tell really you what I'm going to do. This, I, Mr. Producer, let's start taking names, okay? And then when the book comes out, I want to make sure these folks that I'm going to give it to get it. Mark, don't hang up. For what it's worth, I'm going to send you a copy of my brand new book as soon as it comes out on May 21st, okay? And signed. I'll have it signed for you, too. Well, that's very generous of you, sir. And, it's and it's really your, not. Take care I, of yourself, please. I, I, I will. Hear it in your voice, too. And, well. and it started just like you. I thought it was like just common pneumonia. And they kept on telling me it's just pneumonia, it's just pneumonia. It'll go away, it'll go away. And now three years later, I have to have a lung transplant. My God. What do you have? So they don't know. It's just some kind of fiber that's covering my lungs. They don't know if it was mold. They don't know if it, they, they have, they just don't have an idea what it is. Oh, and, and they, and they ran that scope down my throat, you know, oh, and, yeah, I've had my that. Lungs and took a sample out and they couldn't, they sampled it and they just said, it's just scar tissue. And we don't know what's causing the scar. And tissue. you're going, you've gone to a good hospital. Um, Tampa general, one of the best transplant hospitals in the country. All right, man. Well, we wish you all the best. Don't hang up, okay? We'll give Mark. What What else can I do? I mean, I, I feel terrible for the guy. I know what he's meaning. This asthma that I have pops up now and then. I, I hate complaining on the radio. But I did a radio show here. Mr. Producer, Mr. Kolsker will vouch for me for about two and a half months with pneumonia. Didn't I, Rich? Every break I was suffering. Every break I was sucking air <clears throat> for two and a half months. It was awful. I just figured, all right, I have, uh, you know, this, that, and no, I couldn't breathe. And you folks could hear it too. You would have suffered with me too. That's why I love you people, really. I'm hacking away. I can barely breathe, whatever, whatever, but I want to be here behind the microphone. And there you are. Guys like Mark, who I admire enormously, all of you. 
I'll be right back. Do you wake up in the morning feeling sluggish and have to drag yourself through your day? Do you feel bloated, tired, and out of shape? Eating healthy is a habit, but most of us don't really know exactly what we should be eating, right? How much we should be eating and how to properly prepare it. This is why I drink Field of Greens every morning before I start my day. Just one scoop of Field of Greens has a full serving of real USDA-certified organic fruits and vegetables. Helps boost your immunity using antioxidants, prebiotics, and probiotics. Now this is real food, not some fake supplement lab powder. Just read the nutrition facts panel on the side. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com and get 15% off your first order with the offer code LEVIN. Now you know you're not going to start cooking fresh fruits and vegetables, so let's not pretend. Just get one full cup of fruits and one full cup of vegetables every day with Field of Greens. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com, BrickHouse, L-E-V-I-N.com, offer code LEVIN. He's here. He's here. Now broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, everybody. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, Stacey Abrams. Do we care about Stacey Abrams? Why do they keep promoting Stacey Abrams? Something particularly good about Stacey Abrams? No, no, not in the least. But they keep pushing out these, these like, third-tier losers as somebody that you and I are supposed to get excited about or the rest of the American people. Like Beto O'Dork, the loser. Stacey Abrams is a loser. I don't mean just lost an election. They're losers. So uh, Joe Biden got another brilliant idea. He's running around denouncing his whiteness. And uh, I, th- I think I'm going to, uh, Mr. Producer, I'm going to impeach him from his whiteness, okay? He can join another group. He's free to join another group. Join another group. We've now, we've now balkanized into these different groups based on whatever the left tells us it should be. So he's saying he's ashamed to be white and the white this. And, okay, then leave. Well, I can't. It's on my skin. Leave anyway. So uh, Abrams, you know, they're putting out word there. Joe Biden is leaking her name as a possible running mate, which I never understood. She's a radical doofus. In a BuzzFeed report, and we all rely on BuzzFeed, don't we? Details the blowback from Abrams supporters that even surprised Abrams after various outlets reported that Biden was considering naming her as his vice presidential pick when he announces his candidacy. And Abrams advisor told the outlet that the stories were particularly exploitative, not exploitive, exploitative, because Biden couldn't be. Bo- that's his word, because Biden couldn't be bothered to endorse Stacey in the gubernatorial primary. Oh, in the primary, he wouldn't. Bother. No, he wants her to save his ass. That's some serious entitlement, the advisor reportedly added. 
This is in Breitbart by Tony Lee. The representatives for Abrams and Biden denied the vice presidency reports. BuzzFeed reported, well, it must be true then, that according to two sources familiar with the matter, Biden's team has pitched Abrams on the idea of being Biden's running mate at the outset of a 2020 campaign. Uh, might not be a good idea, Joe Non-Whiteness. It might not be a good idea. Because obviously, um, they want nothing to do with you. Abrams on Thursday told CBS This Morning that potentially being Biden's running mate was not the core issue when they recently met in Washington. Wasn't the core issue? Was it an issue? Tanishi Coates. This guy's made a fortune out of trashing white people. Another book that went on and on and on and on. Tanishi Coates, the case for reparations author. Recently pointed out Biden's problematic record on social justice issues. See, Biden's a leftist, but he's not left-wing enough. I mean, they're way out there now, and they've got their litmus test, baby. He's problematic, said Coates, his record on social justice issues. And some of Abrams' allies worried that Biden would use her as his human shield, quote-unquote, during the campaign on race issues. Biden said, my goal is to lock Willie Norton up. He's literally on the record making the case for why his crime bill is tough. He wasn't trying to compromise with the Republicans. It was actually an attempt to get to the right, a Republican's coat said. Uh, Why, Willie Horton shouldn't have been locked up? Wasn't he a rapist? On top of that, you have this piece in the Washington Post, he says, where he talks about his own rhetoric in the 70s and 80s in terms of busing. I don't know if the criminal justice bit is going to be enough, but you start pulling all of it together, and I think you start to get something that might actually be problematic, says a guy who wrote a book on reparations. And, of course, Biden's been traveling the country apologizing for his whiteness, apologizing for him, apologizing for his conduct, apologizing, apologizing, and so forth and so on. Now, we have Stacey Abrams. She's on CBS this morning yesterday. I have no idea why. Now, here again, let's talk about the press very briefly. She has a new book. What's the name of the book? Let's go dig that one up because I'm sure it'll do extremely well. Here's what she had to say. Cut 10. Go. There are a number of women, there are a number of minority candidates running for this Democratic nomination. Is this the year one of them ends up being the nominee? I believe so. And for me, the, the, the conversation that led to me writing Lead from the Outside is that we have to start evolving what the face of leadership looks like. But that means we have to have practical tips. It's not enough to dream that you want to be things. You have to have a pathway there. I have no idea what that means. Do you have any idea what that means? Lead from the outside. Well, that's what Trump is doing. Maybe she could learn from Trump. Lead from the outside. She's an insider. Didn't she serve in the Georgia Senate? Yes, she did. I have no idea what she meant by this. We have to start evolving what the face of leadership looks like. Does that mean race? I guess so. Didn't we just have an African-American president? Now, when she says that, did she support Clarence Thomas for the Supreme Court? No. Well, 
He had a different kind of face for leadership. He was an African-American, the second one to serve on the United States Supreme Court. No, 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 we don't mean that face. We mean, you know, something else. Whatever. Something else. Larry, Newark, New Jersey, the great WABC. Go ahead, sir. Oh, yes, Mark. It's been a while. I met you at the Ridgewood Bookstore. Yeah. I was very ominous with you. I told you that you was wrong about some of these uh, police shootings, but we hugged each other, and I met your wife and the gracious woman yes. uh, that you told me to give my address to so I could write a letter to you. I did? Yeah, he, he there was a woman there. All right, now that's not, that's the, the nation doesn't care. What is your point, Larry? The point is, Stacey Abrams is not qualified. She's yeah. qualified because Oprah Winfrey says she is. I saw that CBS interview, and they can't. And they asked her that you and Joe Biden talk about it. And she outright lied mm-hmm. and said they did. I mean, say they didn't. But this is what this is what happens, okay, when you have a lot of swing the vote, you die to nominate a woman, and you get the unqualified candidates that start running in here. And, 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 and something's got to be done with that. Well, we all supposed to run and, and, and vote for her and a hundred other people that's not qualified? I'm with you. I mean, I, it, 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 what, what, just, let me ask you, what does she bring to the table, substantively? Say, okay, Mark. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm saying. This is how you get these people. Look. Um, okay, we know, okay, Trump spoke about Chicago, the murder rate, mm-hmm. all through the campaign. Now, one reporter asked him, in two years, what are we going to do about Chicago, or how is it coming through in Chicago? It's always about Russia, Russia, Russia. Once he made that comment about what do African Americans have to lose, that made the Democratic Party um, weak. That made the Democratic Party phony. They knew they were playing the black community the way Trump said. And we'll see you every two years or four years, okay, to try to mount some campaign to help inner cities, which they're not. Mm-hmm. They're not. Now, Obama and Michelle are from Chicago. Go back to Chicago. And it can help stop the crime. Well, they're very angry with them because he wants to put his uh, library right in the middle of a park. And the community has has risen up. They've gone to federal court, uh, but they they actually want to put this library right in the middle of a park in this community. And it's a park similar to Central Park, but it's obviously a park in Chicago. I mean, that takes a pair, doesn't it? And and also, let me say one quick other thing, Mark. Okay, you can tell the audience and elaborate on. Wolf Blitzer had an interview with the mayor of Chicago, okay, about the cement case. And the mayor of Chicago said, you are Jewish like me. What if we did a phony swath sticker? Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, we'll have to be held accountable. Wolf Blitzer had a look on his face like, why do you have to say I was Jewish? Wolf Blitzer acted embarrassed for the man to take that example. You should have seen his face. Well, I try to avoid it. Unbelievable. Really? Okay. Yes. All I'm right, Larry. Well, Larry, I'll, I'll be going back to that bookstore. I don't know exactly when yet, but I'll be looking out for you. All right, buddy? 
Okay, take care. And God bless you. Thank you for your call. It's our man, Larry. Let us move to Talisa, Valencia, California, 870 The Answer. Now, let me ask you a question, Teresa, at the yes. great KRLA. So if I do a signing at the Reagan Library, I mean, I'm going to. Would you I'm come there? there? Uh, yeah, I was already there for Victor Davis Hanson. I'm going for, um, going for uh, Dennis Prager. And that's how I found you was through Dennis Prager in the morning. And I stayed on my 870 in my car in the afternoon, and I found you. And that was about. Well, that's you know, good. Yeah, not too long ago, actually. But, but let me uh, tell you something, and I, and I love Dennis, and, uh, and Victor is a very, very good friend of mine. Uh, absolutely. Uh, hold on now. There's never an event like a Levin event. Hate to tell you. And I can't wait. I'm, I'm never, excited. and you'll see, never an event like a Levin event, and we sell out the Reagan Library. The fastest we ever sold out was in 11 minutes. This is amazing. Well, you know, I'll tell you for certain, I've been trying for months and months and months, and I've gotten to be on hold, and then my phone died twice. And, uh, Sorry. Sometimes they were going to take me right. But what I wanted to get back to is yes. um, I watch your show all the time. It's amazing. It's the only thing I watch. I'm, I'm for, I won't even mention the other uh, no, shows. No. I watch them. I love them, and not the other ones, but, you know, I love all the, uh, the whole crew. But what I wanted to get back to was you had a show <laughs> where you were um, – respectfully trying to point out how we know nothing about our uh, the people in, in our House of Representatives and Congress and how they are so driven for, for Trump's tax returns. Mm-hmm. You were magnificent because you were saying, let's just get their picture and we'll have like a bio, you know, mm-hmm. what they're worth. You oh, know, that was with Fred Dreyer. Yep. Yeah, it was a, it was a great show. That was but his I've idea. Been stuck on that for so long since that show aired, and I'm telling you, I've come up. This is what I think Trump should do. He should have a Trump crusade, feeding itself across America, and and do like a, uh, I don't know, like one of those. Uh, oh, they'll accuse him of being a dictator, you know, with the Crusaders and so forth. Look for like how he does the dinner, the drawing, you know, mm. send out like who's interested in working for my campaign, because I mean, I would love to and I'd go across the whole country and I'd go into the inner cities. I'm, I'm an ex I'm a recovering addict, five years clean. Mm. And I'm telling you, the time I've spent in jail with with the, you know, all the, the black people in, in Los Angeles County. Oh, I mean, it, a lot of them, there's no hope. But I'll tell you, I ended up writing a lot of uh, the information that they need to go to court while I was there. And I just kind mm-hmm. of became like a little paralegal. And, and I enjoyed that. And I wanted to help. And it felt good. And these people wanted help. These girls wanted out. And they wanted help. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they like called me like a Charlie's Angel. I'm, I'm Irish Catholic, youngest of nine. I'm 51. And, uh, you know, I, I, I've come from... You're doing okay now? Oh, yeah. Uh, are you kidding me? Uh, my life is great, and I have an amazing family. The strength in them got me where I'm at, and I'm so proud of myself and my family now. And to be a part I'll of tell it. you what. I got to go. Don't hang up. As soon as my new book comes out, I'll send you a signed copy of uh, Unfreedom of the Press. So don't hang up. We'll be right back. Mark Lovin. This country's been very good to you. Average intelligence. But Eric Holder, he's moved up the ladder. He was a judge in 
Washington, D.C. Before that, I believe he was U.S. attorney at one point. And uh, he was deputy attorney general of the United States. He became attorney general of the United States. Now I'm sure he's making an enormous amount of money giving speeches and working for a law firm. It's the American dream, really, when you think about it. But apparently for the left, you can live the American dream, but you must trash America. I make the comparison all the time. You want the golden eggs that the golden goose lays, but you kill the golden goose. So Eric Holder's on MSLSD last night with some guy named Ari Melber. Who's Ari Melber, Mr. Producer? Is he known or something? He's the host? What time is this show on? Of course we don't know. Who the hell watches this guy? Ari. Ari Melber. Everybody, hey, let's have a hand for Harry Melber. Cut 11, go. There's a lot of talk about America being a leader in, as a democracy, quote unquote, in the 1800s when women and African Americans couldn't vote. What kind of democracy is that? All right, let, 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 whoa, 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 whoa. What kind of democracy is that? We're not a democracy, we're a republic. When women and African Americans couldn't vote, you would think that the world began today. That the world began today. What kind of a country is that? It's a country that pe- people fled to. Mr. Melbourne, I know nothing about you. From all over the world. To escape monarchy. To escape feudalism. To escape various tyrannies. They fled into the United States. Now why did they do that? What kind of democracy is that? As you look back on our country and trash it. You know, things take time sometimes. But they take time and they change. There's still places all over the world where women can't vote, men can't vote, nobody can vote. Nobody, for any reason, can vote. Why do you trash America? Why don't you focus on the Sudan, where the black Muslims are slaughtering the black Christians? Why don't you look at Nigeria, where so many innocent people are being tortured and murdered and raped why don't you look at south of the border and ask yourself why all these people are trying to come here from central and south america why don't you look at some more history where people from eastern europe who are under the iron boot of the soviet union were trying to escape to america others in the soviet union including soviet jews were trying to escape to america or escape to israel why do they all want to come to america ari Now, you look at our history, which is imperfect. There's not a country in the world that starts out perfectly. You reject the things that Abraham Lincoln said. You reject the things that Abraham Lincoln said. You have a very simplistic view of America because it fits your ideology, which is America sucks, and we need to keep changing America, changing America, changing America. When we come back, we'll listen to what Eric Holder said in response, okay? And we will be right back. The one-man antidote for liberal media bias, Mark Levin. Call him now at 877-381-3811. 
Do you wish that double chin would just disappear? Are those bags of puffiness getting a little worse every day? Just listen to Robin S. from Lubbock, Texas. I put that jawline cream on my neck like two or three days ago. That is the best my neck has looked in over 20 years. Several people told me, my face looks young. I am blown away. You know, folks, with Genesel's natural flower actives and pure antioxidant base with chemical scents and no pharmaceutical preservatives, none. It's the clean luxury your skin deserves every day. Click or call right now, and the Genesel Jawline treatment is yours absolutely free. Just for ordering the classic Genesel plant stem cell therapy for bags and puffiness. Call 800-SKIN-604, 800-SKIN-604, or go to Genesel.com. That's Genesel.com. And with Chaminade's 100% money-back guarantee. Got that? 100% money-back guarantee. You only have the bags, wrinkles, and the double chin to lose. So order today for a surprise luxury gift and free upgrade to three-day shipping. Call 800-SKIN-604, 800-SKIN-604, or go to Genesel.com. That's Genesel.com, 800-SKIN-604. Let us go to Bruce, Hamlin, Pennsylvania, the great WTRW. Go. Hi, Mark. How are you doing? Thanks okay. for having my call tonight. Thank you. Uh, just, uh, I wanted to chime in on what you were talking about. I Years ago, um, back in the 80s, I was a communications minor. First thing I learned about was yellow journalism mm-hmm. and, you know, sensationalizing stuff just to sell papers. Well, now it seems that this stuff is on steroids um, just to feed this 24-7 mm-hmm. news, uh, you know. It's more like red uh, journalism now, isn't it? It, it's crazy that not only are they doing it just to, to at the point was to sell papers, but now they they have an agenda that's political, and I, I don't know if people realize that it's a twenty four seven news cycle where it just keeps getting more and more amped up, uh, and they have to give the people. You know, uh, th- you know, this is a very important point. Amped up is the right phrase. In other words, they have to keep people upset. They have to pe- keep people wanting to come back. Right. So they think regular straight news is boring. And I write about this, by the they're way, but you, you hit it. A, they're not repeating a 20-minute news segment that would yep. give you the news. They're doing it to sell, to hype. Uh, and if you if you research this, you'll see it was Hearst and some mm-hmm. other Pulitzer that, that were, um, oh, you're you right. know, back in the day. Um, my, other, my other thing was that, you know, I, I looked up collusion, and, and mm-hmm. collusion definition means it's um, a misleading um, people in secrecy. Now, if you're finding stuff on someone that's the truth... All right, let me let me just slow down a second. The reason they use collusion is because it sounds like a conspiracy. Conspiracy is a real crime. There was never any conspiracy. They're never going to prove conspiracy. So politically, they come up with this ambiguous word, collusion. And so they throw out collusion. Can you show me a statute where collusion is a crime other than maybe in the antitrust world? Correct, and it's really an antitrust phrase. Have an intent, an intent to mislead someone. Whereas, if you're exposing the truth, what difference does it make where you get the truth from? Especially when it's going to be against an, an opponent who's going to lead our country. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, lying and creating an entire false narrative about someone who is a legitimate, um, you know, elected. 
All right, Bruce, I got it all, baby. You made excellent points. I just have to bring in a few other people. Anita, Huntley, Montana, XM Satellite, go. Oh, Mark, one of my modern-day heroes. Oh, thank you. I have to tell you, I'm on my sixth rescue dog. He travels in the truck with me everywhere I go. He's wonderful. Wonderful. But um, my question, please, is could... Mr. Barr, issue, say, um, uh, cease and desist to uh, Pelosi and her ilk to stop harassing our president or... No, no, because politically they're free to harass our president. However, when it comes down to turning over certain information, the president should say no. And he can exercise attorney-client privilege. He can exercise executive privilege and the overall claim of separation of powers. And he's also a citizen. And he can also say as a citizen, no, Congress, actually, you don't get 10 years of my tax returns. And I read, I hope you heard, I read from that letter. That letter is about more than tax returns. They want receipts. They want invoices. They want to know if there's any communication between him as an accountant, if he questioned anything or wondered anything. It is so outrageous. Absolutely pathetic. And the thing is, you know, Anita, I'd like to get a few of these uh, knuckleheads on my show. They won't come on my show. I want to examine them. I want to. I want to cross-examine them. I want to know what the hell they're doing. That would be so swell. They they wouldn't know which end was at. So. <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you what. Don't hang up. We're going to send you a signed copy of Unfreedom of the Press when it comes out on uh, May 21. So thank you. Don't hang up, Anita. But you folks can get it right now. That is a pre-order over at Amazon.com. Let's continue. Suzanne, Detroit, Michigan, Sirius Satellite, how are you? I'm doing well, Mark. And uh, can I first say, um, I've Uh-oh. been praying for you. I know this uh, last year or so has been rough for you, and I know you're private about it, but I can just, um, you know, in- into it. And I have gone through like an 18 month terrible thing where my disabled vet brother committed suicide, then oh. my dad died three months later. And yeah, it's shocking how many do that. And I uh, had three kids, and his wife was from Paraguay. His birthday is going to be Saturday, and my family is gathering just to say hi to him. Yeah. But uh, then dad died, like, I think it killed him. He died three months later, and mm-hmm. suddenly, and then my mom, not, short, not too much longer after that. So I can empathize. Matter matter of fact, I'll tell you, and I wasn't going to say this, but this book is dedicated to and in honor of both my parents. As you know, they passed away four months apart. So uh, they had enormous influence on me and us and the family. So this book uh, is posthumously in their honor. Anyway, you go ahead, Suzanne. Okay, and, and by the way, I, I I love your dad's book, and I did get it, and I'm so glad that that was the last thing he was able to do. Thank you. But um, I well, and also I'm torn between the Kindle or the hardcover because I, I Kindle is <laughs> easier for me to read. I I do nice. Well, get the Kindle, and I'll get you a hardcover. Because I want to share that. You know, after I read it, I like to share. So get the so, Kindle, um, and we'll make sure you okay. get a hardcover. Okay, <laughs> just I don't hang you. up. Thanks. Thank you, and thank God for you. So my question, you know, I, I have a pocket constitution. I, I can read the Bill of Rights. Right. I don't understand why it's not um, against the Fourth Amendment rights for 
a Trump and also those 81 people. I'm, I'm not real smart, but I'm thinking if I was asked to turn over stuff without any kind of criminal, re- you know, any kind of reasonable search or whatever of my life and undo things, how is that okay? You know, couldn't any of them? Well, he's not being charged with anything. So, and he's, and he's, so the due process issue, this is a political battle. Uh, between two branches of government. Now, I, I will embrace part of what you say, which is this. He's also a citizen. And he filed most of the tax returns as a citizen. And he had every expectation that an information would be protected. So he's got smart lawyers. I try to give them advice on the air here. I would fight it in every respect as a separation of powers issue. I would also argue that under their Article 1, Congress has no power to dig into somebody's background like this. They're not the IRS. The IRS has the material. If they want to do an audit, they can. And apparently they do this nonstop audit on our president. Uh, And that happens with a lot of big corporations, by the way. So they have no constitutional right, in my view, to 98% of this. No legislative purpose. And again, the president has legal arguments on his side. And uh, really what they're looking at is not so much to get him in trouble in terms of prosecution, but to impeach him. They want to hang on anything they possibly can. Or if they can't do that, what they want to do, Suzanne, is just bring all this stuff up and try and defeat him in 2020. The executive branch and the president and the attorney general of the executive branch, they have no responsibility to provide impeachment information to the House of Representatives or any information that they have for the pure purpose of uh, making a political run at the president. We've seen enough of this already. He's a victim of this activity. There was no collusion. There was no obstruction. We all knew it. Sixty-some-odd million of us knew it who voted for him. We've had enough of this. He's the victim. He's the target. He's not the perpetrator. And the same people who have dragged this nation through the dirt for two and a half years and have taken the focus off the, from the nation off of where it should be focused onto this nonsense because of their media friends, we need to fight this. The president, I think, is going to say, no, you don't get it. Too bad. Now, don't hang up, Suzanne. Um, Getting a long list here. I'm probably going to get in trouble, right, Rich? But anyway, uh, we want to make sure that we get your uh, address, so don't hang up. Angel, Camaro, California, 870 The Answer. Now, are you an angel, Angel? I am an angel, and I thank you for everything you do, Mark. I was always brought up Democratic and didn't really know about the conservative movement until I started listening to you. I'm a Latino, 41 years of age. No, you're not. You're a Latinez, I think it is now. Oh, yeah, Latinx. Nope, I'm a Latinx. Latinx, yeah, exactly. I'm not a Latinx. Uh, I uh, didn't vote for Trump, but I supported him, and I told people way before he won that he was going to win. He didn't come from the same type of backgrounds that all these politicians do. And I thought his business mind would be able to uh, conquer. And I was right. And now people are mad at me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's okay. And I I know he's going to win in 2020. I'm not even worried about that. Really? Yes. Now you're going to vote for him. I am voting for him for sure. I voted. I've never voted till uh, last year. Oh, I see. You were too young. Yep. What's that? How old are you? 41. And I never voted. 41. Last year, I voted for all... Well, now, hold on a second. You were a liberal Democrat for a while, so I'm kind of glad you didn't vote back then. Exactly. Me, too. <laughs> I would have been voting blindly. Well, let me, ask you, let me ask you seriously. So, other than listening to me, and I really, really appreciate it, what is it substantively 
that all of a sudden a switch went off and said, wait a minute. I haven't been making sense. Now I'm going to make sense. To be honest with you, my children, I'm yeah. looking at the way things are going and looking at my children's future, and I, a light sparked, and now I know that I'm in the right place. I'm, I, I'm independent. Mm-hmm. However, I do side with conservatives, and I push the conservative agenda every single day on Twitter, on Facebook. I talk to people. I try to change people's minds, and I'm just so glad that I found your station. Finding your station, now I listen to Larry Elder. I listen mm-hmm. to Prager. I listen to uh, Seb Gorka. Love it. Love it. I listen every day religiously. Beautiful. That is a great station, KRLA, where they run my show live. We love them over there. They have great management over there in L.A., so keep listening to KRLA. We're big fans of them. Now, Angel. Can I say one more thing? Yeah. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I just want to say Jesse Smollett is an idiot, and he should be in jail right now. Had it been me or you or you and I, we would be. Uh, no question. First of all, you and I wouldn't do anything like that. Exactly. It's just, What kind of mind is that? Right. Demented. And, and keep in mind something else. Again, the, the victims here, he was saying that these were white guys who were wearing MAGA hats. So, again, it's, in a, it's an indirect attack on Trump again. It's sick. Exactly. It's disturbing to think that people like this think it's okay to do things like that. Because what happens when real things, it's like crying wolf. You know, mm-hmm. when it really happens, nobody's going to believe it. Nobody's mm-hmm. going to care. Well, listen. A very giving mood today. I'm just in a good mood, so don't hang up. We're going to give you a copy of my brand new book, Unfreedom of the Press, which doesn't come out till May 21. But, folks, I don't have enough to give out to everybody, so go ahead and order your pre-order copy. I, th- I know you're going to love this book. And we're going to be all over Fox. We're going to be all over the media. We're going to be duking it out with the left. And I really want you to help me out here in, a, in terms of uh, knowledge and fighting and spreading the word so that... Uh, so that we can do some pushback now, certainly prior to the election. We'll be right back. Mark Lovin. You know, folks, for two years on Levin TV, we made headlines for, well, telling the truth, didn't we? Yeah, headlines for telling the truth about the silent coup against President Trump. The president has been vindicated. No collusion, no conspiracies, no secret indictments, none of it. But the fight isn't over for us on Levin TV, and I know it's not over for you. The Democrats are not pro-American. I'm talking about the party control freaks. They want to destroy the president and his family, and they need to be held to account for what they did, and so do Obama, Hillary, and their obedient mouthpieces in the media. You have a choice about what to watch and where to spend your money. It can go toward propagandists masquerading as journalists, or you can set aside less than eight bucks a month for a network that covers the stories, the stories that matter, and refuses to give up on this country. We're not backing down on Levin TV, and we have this wonderful large network called Blaze TV, and I want you with me. I want us to stand side by side. Use promo code LEVIN, L-E-V-I-N, and start your free trial now at blazetv.com. Or give us a call, 844-LEVIN-TV. Again, that's 844-L-E-V-I-N-TV. 
Folks, give us a call right now. Our people are there. They're really good. We'll get you set up in minutes. You can check it out, see if you like it. We have a wonderful Levin TV tonight as a perfect example. So blazetv.com, code Levin. That's key, L-E-V-I-N. Or we have a direct toll-free line for you that we set up, 844-LEVIN-TV, 844-LEVIN-TV. And if I might encourage you, if you're a regular listener to this program, if you're really seriously interested in getting to the bottom of what's going on under the First Amendment, the guise of the First Amendment, masquerading behind the First Amendment, the dealing with the press, now's the time to jump in over at Amazon.com. You can order a pre-order copy now, and you'll have it in a few weeks. What is it? Five weeks, something like that? But we want to, uh, we want to encourage you to go ahead and, and get it now. And I appreciate it very much. And Carla in Rogersville, Alabama, XM Satellite. How are you, Carla? Hey, Mark. How You're are you? on. How are you? It's so okay. You. I'm Thank a big you. Fan. Thank you. <laughs> um, I was just uh, just wanting to let you know that um, I love your show. I wa- I listen to it every day. I'm, Thank I'm you. big on Levin TV, and. Um, I just think that, you know, the more you talk about the media and how corrupt they are, I think they're really going to be sorry one day if they're not already. I know I just don't see how they can keep, you know, reportings on the on what they're reporting, you know, just it's just insane how they trash this president and our country, just like you said. Oh, they do. And I'm going to tell you something, Carla. They don't want this book to come out. The New York Times is going to pan this book. And they don't have an answer to this book. And I want to duke it out toe-to-toe, nose-to-nose, eyeball-to-eyeball. That's the whole point here. That's what we're going to do. It's time to turn our sights on something that has really uh, damaged this republic and, uh, and damaged our First Amendment and damaged our freedom of the press. It belongs to the people. It doesn't belong to, to Zucker. It doesn't belong to these, uh, these conglomerates. And that's what we're trying to do here, really focus a uh, rational, thoughtful, substantive light on it. And I think we will, for all you folks, if you jump in. Thank you for your call, Carla. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, and emergency personnel. Have a wonderful evening, folks. I'll see you right here tomorrow night. Be well. Be well.